Hello, this is David Geckel from Baltimore, Maryland, and I'm a Leeds United fan. And we're back, bitches, and we're never fucking leaving. And you're listening to the DU Football Show. You tried your best. You tried your best, but you stayed up. That was a hell of a day for them. And, and you know what? We're back, bitches, and we're never fucking leaving, too. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start the show. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right, AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Stuff of a lord. Looks great in shorts. Sam Graham, Sam Graham. Fucking United! Hello and welcome to the Drunkard United Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me, doing his best kid in play, Samuel Graham. Sammy, how you doing, buddy? Uh, good. Uh, relishing in my position at the moment. He was really tall. Well, I mean... Relishing in your position of uh, being directly behind Spurs, yeah, it's a great position to be in. Uh, I don't know about that. It's better than being, uh, you know, scraping by by the hairs on my chinny chin chin. We've, we fucking survived. It's all that matters. <laughs> don't care. Season never happened. Let's move on. <laughs> no, it's a, uh, it's a uh, very, very relieved. Very, very relieved. Obvi. And uh, and uh, we're going to uh, rebuild and become anew. And uh, uh, just go ahead and call it now. Leicester barely survived staying up. The next season, they won the league. By that rule, Everton's winning the league next year. So that's how it's going. Okay. Five, 5 thousand to one. Putting the money in right now. It's going to happen. Okay. It's not going to fucking happen. I know that. We will be... Mid-table mediocrity would be welcome. We are probably going to be like a 12th or 13th place team next year. Right. Man, we got some rebuilding the to do. The 9th through 11 is out of reach. It's either 8th, 12th, or 13th. That's it. <laughs> yeah, heard. <laughs> We're recording at the DU Public House just outside the nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate, subscribe, review, and share with a footballing friend. Should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can. Mr. Graham, tell the good people how they can get in touch. Absolutely. It's at DU Football Show on all the social medias and Show at gmail.com to get in touch via email. Uh, make sure you join the closed group or request to join the closed group. Drunk United FC. That's where we do most of the banter, share a lot of the memes, uh, and do all that kind of fun stuff. Very cool. And uh, our boy, uh, International Man of Mystery. Well, there's two International Man of Mystery, but uh, this is the original International Man of Mystery. Smokey has uh, started us a uh, Discord. Discord page. Yep. So that is also in the Drunk United FC closed group. So we're going to start doing that too. And lots of. Uh, I'll try to pin that post so everybody can get the link. Excellent. I can do that. I can do the same on the uh, Twitter as well. Actually, I don't so, know if I can do that. I'm not an admin anymore. No. Mel, can you pin that post, please? I, I will pin that post. <laughs> I do believe both of you have been kicked out of admin positions. Yes, but I am the admin for the Discord. So if you piss me off, you're getting kicked out of that. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's one simple rule: D back, D back. I was I was making a a hypothetical point. Yeah. And I, I use spaces to hide it, and the I, algorithms all through it. I told I told your brother he was a shit better, and I was told I was bullying him. Oh, that's so, <laughs> both, well, of you, you, both of you, both of you. You better. actually were. 
but it's not that's not we don't all take it that way it's just facebook's algorithm takes it that way no, I, I i i specifically know the time that i bullied your brother and it was at your bachelor party calling him a cheap bastard and telling him to give you money to bet on i remember that also, a uh, few. Uh, I know we got a few new listeners this week. Uh, a few people that I know. Mel has uh, reached out and talked oh, yeah. with. Yeah, I met a lovely group. Uh, an Everton fan, a Liverpool fan, and I can't remember the other dude that were on. Uh, I think you told me toys. it was Chelsea. Yeah. I think so. Uh, well, that, uh, to me, that sounds like a shite group. To be honest, uh, an Everton fan, a Arsenal, Liverpool fan, and a Chelsea fan walk into a bar. Met a Arsenal supporter <laughs> with uh, when now I was that at that uh, sounds like a stand up guy. Rice's uh, Rice's birthday party <laughs> and. Uh, also uh, a uh, QPR supporter too, as well. Last week, so a bunch of a uh, whole bunch of people. I mistake uh, Everton gal. Everton gal, very good. So yeah, so some new people checking it out. Uh, Honestly, all jokes aside, welcome. Yeah, appreciate you. Uh, hope, hope we don't uh, chase you away very quickly with the <laughs> amount of uh, f bombs we're about to drop oh, on everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so come on, <laughs> disclaimer. Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirit industry and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. The gin binge rolls on, Mr. Graham. Yes, it does. Let's talk about it. What we drinking? Uh, Harehorn Norwegian Small Batch Gin. It comes in at 92 proof. Uh, for many centuries, hunters and mountain men have sworn to have seen it. In North American folklore, this creature is known as the jackalope. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite fictional creatures that exists mm-hmm. because it's so fucking ridiculous. Uh, in Norway, it's known as the Harehorn. Um, it's delicious. It's always delicious. I love it. Uh, they use blueberries as one of their botanicals, which is yeah. very good uh, and different, although it doesn't overpower <coughs> anything else. The juniper is kind of toned down for me. Yeah. Um, it's not not uh, super intense, which is nice, um, as always, because biting into that Christmas tree is usually why people start to hate gin. Right. Um, so these new newer approachable gins are um getting a lot a lot of more people into the category yeah and gin's just great anyways yeah absolutely um, and it's finally a nice ref- like this weekend was hot as hell oh, but yeah. it's a nice kind of crisp I, nice day for for a good g and t i was on that work trip yeah drank gray whale the entire time yeah the boy had a couple of beers here and there it was gray whale gin it just gin all day yeah it was and, awesome and then we, uh, of course, are using the standard uh, Fever Tree Premium Tonic, uh, ice cold. Remember, whenever you're making your mixed drinks, make sure your mixer is cold. Also, don't be a cheapskate. Spend the extra money. Get a quality tonic. Get a good tonic. tonic. Yeah. Uh, and you used to sell this brand, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, I did. Do you remember the, the uh, shelf price for this one? Because I do not. Normally, a four-pack would run you about like five ninety nine, $6.99. Yeah, for Fever Tree? Yeah. I meant the gin. Oh, the gin I didn't rep- <laughs> the gin I didn't represent. Um, oh, okay. But uh, thirty five ninety nine to thirty nine ninety nine. Okay, that right in that sort of range. That's a lot of these craft gins are kind of in that realm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is uh, where you want to live. Forty plus is starting to scare people off a bit. R- right, you want to thirty five to forty. That's 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 yeah. the number. That's really the number. All right, and what else do we want to do, Mister Graham? Make sure you always drink responsibly, everybody. I love it. So the Premier League found a way. Two. Oh, yeah, we should probably Got toast. Yeah, how about that? I, I suck. Here, don't. I'll toast with you too, there, Mr. Graham. <laughs> I don't know that I want to include you. <laughs> well, that, I mean, that toast certainly sounded like... Graham <laughs> and I were toasting, and we didn't really care about you. No, no, well, got a little ahead of myself. It was a great fucking finale. <laughs> I mean, God, what a fucking finish, you know? It was a good weekend. Um, it just... It's been a heart-pounding season already with a lot of different storylines and a lot of craziness going on. And honestly... 
you know, groups within the table being separated by points pretty much the whole season. And then also bad beat good all the time this season. Yep. Happened a lot. I, it's a, it happened fairly frequently, yeah. <clears throat> you look at a team like Everton that took points off of Arsenal, Chelsea, uh, United didn't lose to Chelsea or United this year. It was draws and wins against both. You know, yep. it's pretty fucking crazy. Well, I mean, and you look at some of the results like that Arsenal had uh, the loss against you, that three-game slide against Palace, Southampton, and Brighton. Mm-hmm. We get a couple of points or one win out of those four games. We're in a fucking Champions League. Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. so That's it was how there was a lot of results. I mean. I'll make excuses for them all day long, obviously. We have a very mm-hmm. young team, blah, 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 blah. But if you, you look at some just a thing here or a thing there, the West Ham draw with uh, with Liverpool earlier in the year, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Yep. Or they won one, I think it was. Uh, West Ham beat them, yeah. Oh, West Ham beat them is what yeah, it was. Yeah, at, there's, at your West fucking, Ham. there's your Premier League title right there. Yeah, there it is, That's right wild. there. Right there, wild, there's your title. stuff. Um, the final week saw the title won in dramatic fashion. Two rivals battle over Champions League. And a long-standing club saved their Premier League uh, run as two final sides battle it out on the last day. Everton 3, Crystal Palace 2, Burnley 1, Aston Villa 1, Liverpool 2, Southampton 1, Man City 3, Aston Villa 2, Liverpool 3, Wolverhampton 1, Tottenham 5, Norwich 0, Arsenal 5, Everton 1, Newcastle 2, Burnley 1, Leeds 2... Brentford won. Sam, we are going to do this week completely different. As opposed to breaking it down game by game, we're going to do a timeline. We're going to start with Thursday, and then when we get into Sunday, we're going to go goal by goal. Bounce around from game to game, because honestly, that's really the story unfolded literally within minutes as, as uh, as Sunday rolled on. I'm in for that. All right. So Tuesday, very simply, Liverpool take bis- take care of business against Southampton, even though they did go down one nothing, uh, mm-hmm. but they got the win. Um, good on Southampton for not getting completely destroyed. I mean, Liverpool honestly in in, in this game looked leggy uh, again. It took them a while to get over the line, honestly, mm-hmm. uh, in that game. To their credit, to their credit, Southampton did play their wee little hearts out but also what hurt them legitimately was then Salah gets hurt Mm -hmm. Van Dyke gets hurt yep and that really really changed things for them yes it did and 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 that we'll get into as we do Sunday Thursday Everton and Palace kick off 15 minutes uh earlier than Burnley and Villa feisty start between uh Everton and Crystal Palace and uh, Palace score their first in the 21st minute. Yeah, Mateta, who we thought was going to be a bit of a better signing than he's proven to be so far after yeah. announcing himself onto the stage so so quickly uh, with that, what was it, two-goal performance? Or... Him and Edward both. Yeah, Edward both did. Both, yeah, that's both right. came on quick and um, then kind of... Eh. And scored and then fell completely by the wayside Yeah, uh, as, as the season went on. But yeah, I mean, what a start for Crystal Palace here uh, with you know, Everton with their backs against the wall. Yeah, suddenly, suddenly it's like, oh shit, because all Everton has to do yep. is win, and they're they're safe. Yep. And then at that same time, right after that goal is when Burnley and Villa kick off. Not much going on over there, but in the 34th minute, Jordan Ayew gets away with a yellow with a hard, hard tackle on Anthony Gordon. As a definite red card. I mean, we. we I've, I've never seen a more nailed on red card than that. 
Uh, besides Luke Ayling a, a couple weeks ago against a, uh, Gabriel Martinelli. A phrase, a phrase that I think is going to forever be used. It did all the checklist. Yeah. Die, uh, lunging at him. <laughs> check. Scissor kick. Check. Spikes up. Check. General mean disposition. Check. <laughs> Talked about their mother. Check. I mean, it was. Yeah. It just, you look at the, the list of red card. You're like, yep, he did that. He, he did that. that. Yeah. It was and, terrible. Uh, it was absolutely. That was a shocking challenge. Tra- Tranmere, really, honestly, Anthony Gordon's lucky he didn't have his leg broken. Yep. Uh, Tranmere supporter and now recently retired, old Dino Mike Dean was on the uh, was on the ones and twos at VAR, and eh, nothing to see here. That card that 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 card looks good. That's a yellow. So if I could quickly jump ahead, uh huh. His final match was Chelsea Watford. Mm-hmm. And just to finish up on the Dino points, briefly. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, didn't look at this at VAR. Mm-hmm. No. Nope. Oh, he did. He was the VAR guy. That's he what I'm told, saying. Yeah, he just told him, "Man, it's good." Final game of the season, Crystal or um, uh, Chelsea Wolves mm-hmm. or Chelsea Watford, rather. Chelsea excuse Watford. Me. Not a single card. Really? You know who's on fucking Dubai time? Mike Dean. <laughs> Mike Dean, definitely. Well, I mean, I w- I would say he's on all whites time for Tranmere because now he can go ahead and yeah. have his season ticket and, and go just, to matches. This fucking guy. If as as exciting as this final weekend was, the final you know, four days was, all the people we expected. I don't know what's going to happen. They're already relegated. This is going down. This is happening. These people are doing this. You know, all these other teams got this to play for, but not really because Tottenham's got Norwich. <laughs> the one thing that we did not take into account was Mike Dean being on Dubai time himself. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. None of us considered <laughs> that into the equation. Not a single fucking thing. Not a, not a, he didn't come into into this as a VAR, and mm-hmm. he did nothing in the Chelsea Watford game <laughs> at all. I'm, I'm already taking my, my, my I'm lap. Finished. I'm already I'm doing finished. my lap, everybody. Yeah, fucking good for him. And wouldn't you know it, because this is exactly how it always goes with the soccer gods. 36 minute. Who scores, Sam? Jordan Ayew. <laughs> Two nothing now. Palace up on Everton, and Everton are in a bad, bad way. Big time. For there to be squeaky bum time in the thirty sixth minute, you know you're in a bad way. <coughs> That's not good. And then of course, right at the end of the half for uh, Villa Burnley, penalty called. Ashley Barnes steps up, yep. nails it. Burnley now up one nothing. Everton. Now in real trouble, sitting oh, just time. in front of Leeds. Yeah, hundred percent. That was a very tense moment, obviously, in y'all's season. And I'm, you know, but credit to your fans yet again for not becoming deflated because I'm sure they would have been checking the scores on their phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, right at the half, uh, Andres Gomez off, Deli Ali on, pushed uh, um, Alex Awobi up to midfield as opposed to a wing back and went to a four. And it immediately, immediately create, uh, created opportunity for Everton. You could tell right off the jump. You're like, oh, Everton ain't done yet. They're gonna, they, they've got some battle in them. And then funny enough, they finally score in the 54th minute. Myelenko to Mason Holgate to big Michael Keane with his off foot in the upper 90s. The three defenders score. They do what the fuck? Like the, the soccer gods. <laughs> the soccer gods just found you know. I a, think a, they just found some light to shine on you for a change. I think the Gladys Street end literally just breathed the ball into the net. Yeah, like because and and Keen even admitted after the fact he was like, yeah, it was my off foot. I wasn't even thinking. I just just shot right through it. It was like the 
outside of his left foot and it just like curved up and in. You're like, how the hell did that one happen? Did I ever tell you my idea for a Nike advert? No. When they used to have most of the national team kits, mm-hmm. uh, it was coming up to World Cup time. And my Nike advert that I thought of that nobody else can take away from me, and I did poor man um, uh, patent it where I mailed it to myself from mm-hmm. my mom's house to my dad's house so that had a time stamp on when it was sent. There you go. Uh, and then didn't open it, obviously, because it was still sealed. Anyway, the idea was is that you have an empty stadium and a player, I thought preferably Zinedine Zidane at the time. Mm-hmm. This was before he headbutted someone. Right. And... Uh, it would just be quiet, and you would just see him standing at midfield, and then the floodlights would come on, right? Mm-hmm. And then he'd close his eyes, and you'd see the hairs on the back of his neck stand up, mm-hmm. and then the lights would shut off because he closed his eyes. Everything would come back on. The stadium would be rocking. Both teams would be on the field, and it just says, think, don't feel. Or uh, feel, don't think, rather. Oh, very Sorry, cool. excuse me. And then <laughs> game kicks off. Oh, that is a good yeah, little commercial idea. Yeah, decent, yeah? Yeah, it is. Nobody cared. Check you out, Mr. Marketing I Man. I know. It was awesome. Pretty bloody fucking brilliant. Right, but that's exactly it. Sometimes when you think, you can overthink, <laughs> right? Yep. You just got to feel it. And then right at that moment where where Everton score, next thing you know, because again, they're, they're a few minutes behind, so the 48th minute, Emmy Buendia scores for Villa, making it 1-1. I guarantee you Norch celebrated this like he was still one of them. (laughs) One of our players made a difference. Hey, look at that. (laughs) Because our club sucks. And at that point, all Leeds fans are now going, oh, fuck, because now Leeds is in the drop. Yes. And Burnley's out out of the drop, and and Everton are eking their way back in. And the best part is this is on fucking Thursday. (laughs) Yeah, this is Thursday. (laughs) Then in the 75th minute, Delhi Alley with a ball in. Uh, gets to Richie, probably the ugliest goal ever. But it counts. Two oh, yeah. To, two to fucking two now. Well, Everton Palace, and it is on. What was that FA Cup fourth round goal from one of the lower league teams this season? I think that may have been the ugliest goal ever. Mm-hmm. It was like put it in with his ass, yeah. <laughs> falling backwards or some shit. It was terrible. <laughs> this is a close second for sure. Yeah. Jordan Ayers wasn't very good either. It was like he hit his chin and then dribbled past two people falling over themselves to try to kick it away. Like, I think DeCorey did, like, the swinging kick and fell on his ass kind of thing. Yeah, it was pretty pretty bad. It's clearly now Everton's in control, and you can tell Palace is just trying to hold on. They've actually started to back it up a little bit. 79th minute. I'm sorry, 84th, 84th minute, you get... Wilfred Zaha puts his arm around Seamus Colbin, pulls him down at about 35 yards, right? Finally gets a yellow for that. Now, mind you, he did push a guy in the throat yeah, earlier, earlier in the, in the match. match yeah, as very well. yellow if mm-hmm. he was still in the pitch to begin with. Right. And with that, the other big substitute, Damari Gray for uh, for Anthony Gordon, because honestly, Gordon just didn't have it at all. Well, after match. you're mowed down like the yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre in the first half, it's not a big yeah. surprise you didn't have it. And also his... his uh, and his, he also didn't start against Arsenal. No, no. Anthony gave, Gordon. Yep, yep. So I wonder if he was feeling that a yeah. bit. So the Damari Gray steps up, puts in a perfect looping uh, cross into the middle, Diving header, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, back of the fucking net. Everton are now up 3-2 to two in the 85th minute. Pandemonium, I think, is probably a good word to use here. 
Yes. We that are was uh, wild. Quick disclaimer: We are going as an entertainment show. We want to keep to the storyline, but we are doing a separate show tonight, talking about the pitch invasions because we do think that it is a topic that has to be discussed. Absolutely, because while there's great story of Frank jumping up and down and singing with fans, there's a few pretty negative stories as well. Some real fucked up things, and we definitely are going to talk about that, but we're not talking about it here. There will be another show. It is free to everybody. It will be put out. Yes. And we're going to video it tonight as well. Absolutely. And if you, um, the other piece to that is most pitch invasions, just give you a heads up, we deem as negative things. Uh, that happen, especially the ones that have been happening in England so far. Um, there is a bright spot pitch invasion in Bulgaria, just for its comic relief that I will be talking about. In case you all aren't clued up on the, uh, where was it? What did I just say? Bulgarian. Bulgarian. <laughs> the Bulgarian first division. It's quite fucking funny. Now, at the same time, in the 80th minute, basically from the eight, from about the 70th minute to the 90th minute, uh, Nick Pope decided to stand on his head again. So as we are going to be discussing Burnley went down, guess whose fault it fucking wasn't? Who's? Nick Pope. Oh, no, absolutely No not. way, no how. That man was keeping everything out. And then to make matters worse, unfortunately for Burnley, Matt Lawton gets subbed in. Matt Lawton quickly goes out on a red. Well, when Manchester United buys... Um, Jordan Pickford this summer to be David De Gea's backup. Nick Pope will fit right in at Everton, I'm sure. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> we're we're already being linked to uh, Tracovsky on a free. Yeah, I yeah, bet. It's already Should, being linked. Let's shore this defense up real fast, <laughs> <Yeah>. please. <laughs> I think, you know who should be linked with him? Hmm? Leeds. Yeah. Fucking hell. <laughs> Jesus Christ. How many goals could you let in? I know, my God. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's no surprise, honestly. Um, Nick Pope has been one of the steadiest goalkeepers uh, despite Burnley's woes over the last few seasons, since they had that Europa League campaign, mm-hmm. um, Nick Pope. I mean, even in the build-up to that, obviously, he has been their stalwart. I mean, it's the old cliche we say it how many times a year? The dam will eventually break if it's under enough pressure. Yeah. And Burnley just under Sean Dyche, especially, had not really played in a way to alleviate pressure. They preferred to soak it up and play kind of route one counterattacking football if you can call it football at times. I, I found it quite reductive, which is kind of why I'm glad they're down, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I got a bit bored of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Nick Pope has has easily been their standout performer, and no other goalkeeper in the Premier League won more man of the matches than Nick Pope did Yep, in, in, in Burnley's team, obviously. Seven additional minutes because of the uh, pitch invasion of the Everton fans, and justifiably so. You had to get them off the pitch, and and it added seven minutes to the, uh, to the end of the match. Whistle blows. Everton are safe. Utter and complete pandemonium breaks out. Yes. All the fans are on the pitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, singing Spirit of the Blues, Frank and Dominic, Calvert-Lewin and Richie, and all the players are hugging and dancing with the fans. And again, there's a lot of bullshit that happened as well, and we are going to get into it. We but, just want to keep this show fun. Yes. Because it was a very fun day. As, as they went to the desk at NBC, they asked... Uh, Robbie Early goes, uh, Rebecca Lowe had said, you'd normally see this when someone wins a title. And Robbie Lowe goes, I've never seen this. Robbie Earl. Robbie Earl, yeah. Sorry. Lowe is Rebecca. Yeah, yeah. Robbie Earl. I said Robbie oh, Earl and then no. Rebecca Lowe. Exactly. Um, and and Robbie Earl just went, I've never seen anything like this. Yeah. Ever. 
at that point, uh, Everton decided to get really, really drunk, and I don't think they've sobered up yet. No. <laughs> Definitely not. We'll uh, come on to that. As I say, uh, Rich, Richie had a little uh, thought there for yes, uh, in the middle did. of the night, right? Yes, I was hoping you'd bring this up. <laughs> uh, Richarlison, who I'm sure was responsible and went home and, you know, got in a second ice bath and then went to bed. No. Uh, no, of course no. he didn't. Uh, Richarlison at 2 a.m., decided to tweet Jamie Carragher, who had been obviously talking shit about Everton all season, Yep, being a Liverpool legend, however, a boyhood Everton fan himself. Right. Uh, Didn't he, in his testimonial, take a penalty for Everton so he he could say he scored a goal for them at one point in his life? Yes, he did. Anyway, I don't begrudge him for that, by the way. I would take Tottenham's money in a fucking heartbeat if they told me I could play professional football. Uh, Right, exactly. Right. Uh, But... The <laughs> Richarlison tweeted, wash your mouth out before you talk about me or Everton again. <laughs> also, I don't respect you. Poop emoji. <laughs> Remember, English, Richarlison's second language. <laughs> I love the, as he's typing, it's like, all right, I think I got this right. No, wait. Also, I don't respect you. Yeah, also, I don't respect you. Or, and I don't respect and you, I whatever don't it was. Respect you. How do I, and how do I finish this? Poop, Poop emoji. emoji. Yeah, get in. <laughs> you shit. <laughs> you shit. <laughs> Fantastic. Two in the morning. So, Brilliant. So Thursday ends. You got a game in two days, son. What are you doing? Everton are now safe. Yes. And um, it Sunday comes no down to. Matters. Yeah, and it comes down to Norwich. I'm sorry, Leeds and Burnley fighting for safety. Sunday, everything kicks off at the same time. Liverpool. Playing for the title, right? Chance to win it? Yep. City and Liverpool, both. Three minutes in. Nieto scores for uh, Wolves. How you doing? one nothing Wolverhampton. Fucking hell. <laughs> You'd have thought Anfield got, like, defl- literally deflated. I mean, they, dun, dun. it was bad. I- I'm sure it was one collective, the fuck? Yeah, da- no shit. The fuck? Like, just like that. Going around the league now, 19th minute. Spurs score one nothing. They're up on Norwich, which certainly doesn't help you guys. No, and I I told you this last week in our in, in injury time, which you can find at Patreon.com by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, backslash do football show. I expected Norwich to come out, get their consolation goal, but be the first ones that scored. Right to make it interesting and give Spurs a little nerves. But Spurs, obviously having world class Harry Kane and Son, would easily come back in about a seven minute span in the second half, win five one. Right, right. No, that Norwich didn't even give a shit. No, not one bit. Just completely without a whimper again. Didn't even make a f- interesting for 10 minutes. Uh, Nothing. No, no topics. Nah, no they topics. They don't have any topics. <laughs> no left. topics. They haven't had topics in September. Nope. And I bet you, I bet you uh, um, as Mel likes to put it, Dean was probably on the sideline in short pants. Yeah. <laughs> short she, pants. She gives the appreciative nod. She was like, yeah, yeah, short pants. Short pants. 19th minute, we go over to London, and uh, Brentford and uh, Gelhart for Leeds scores, but it's under review. Uh-oh. And while it's under review, at the 20th minute, in New- in Burnley, Callum Wilson gets a penalty kick. Newcastle is up one nothing on Burnley, and at that same time, VAR, offsides, no goal for Leeds. Yeah. So, so Leeds- basically Leeds scored. <laughs> so Leeds is now safe. Safe. Yep. But 
God forbid Burnley scores a goal and evens it up, then they aren't safe. So Correct. It's, so you're There's safe, a lot going on all just, of a sudden. It's the producer Mel story. There's oh, a lot going on everywhere. It is fucking tense. <laughs> it is fucking tense. 24th minute. Boom. Mane scores. Equalizes. 1-1. One, one. Liverpool has a chance. Liverpool get their heads out of their ass. Mm-hmm. But then for them, the, the, then it became just a stalemate the rest of the first half. Yeah, it did. Like, Liverpool was pushing, but Wolverhampton wasn't budging. They weren't budging. Yeah, no. Sure. Again, I said this earlier, Liverpool looked leggy. I really do worry about them in the Champions League final. Oh, yeah. But obviously oh, we'll yeah. preview that later. But, yeah, um, it's... Then, in the 27th minute, when it was the 24th minute when it could have possibly have happened, after a long VAR check, they got it right. They definitely got it right. <clears throat> Penalty awarded, handball on Alex Awobi, Martinelli to take. Excuse me, use his full name. Agent mm-hmm. Awobi. Agent Awobi, heard. <laughs> yes, looking out for you boys, yes. Um, He's one of our own. He's one of our <laughs> own. It's Alex Awobi. He's one of our own. And and so they... <laughs> this is fucking insane. They score, and the thing you hear louder than the Arsenal cheers are... Everton! Yeah. They never shine so brightly. They just got scored on, and the fans they didn't give are, a shit. They're hammered. They, they I, are so I know, hammered. But they also they ironically cheered a ton of ours, like three out of the five. <laughs> just legit, just did not care. They, they and they they cheered this Gabriel Martinelli penalty louder than they did y'all's consolation goal. <laughs> yeah, I in know. This game. It was, yeah, it fucking it was, it was wild. Yeah, and at this point, you guys are up one nothing. Spurs are up one nothing. So it's like, okay, well, there's still a chance. Maybe, maybe Norwich gets a goal. Maybe we got a chance here. Who knows? Also, I just want to want to make sure it's noted. I'm very appreciative of how very thorough VAR was on that. I remember a certain handball at Goodison Park by someone named Rodri that they went, eh, nothing to see here, you looky lose. And if anything, if anything, this was more up the sleeve than Rodri's was. And the whole bit was the, well, it touched the very bottom part of his jersey, so it it's not a handball. This would, it hit him all on the jersey part, but a whoopie's arm was out. So Who, it was knows? Right Who knows I anymore, just, honestly. Just, VAR sees what it wants to see. Yeah, it- Eye in the sky only sees what it wants to see. 31st minute, very quickly, boom, Gunners are up 2 nothing. Yeah, I mean, if anybody was on Dino time, it was Everton this weekend. Oh, yes. Turn right around a minute later, back at Norwich, Kane scores, boom, 2 nothing, uh, 2 nothing. Tottenham. I was at the Abbey by the time this happened, and the room deflated a little. Yeah. Because it was like, now there's really no shot. Yeah. That's it then. That's done and dusted. So Europa League it is. Right. Norwich, at that point. Yeah. Norwich ain't getting it. No. They may have gotten a goal. Ain't getting two. No. No. They definitely ain't getting three. Nope. Not <laughs> so one So that bit. was the moment that we knew we were, it's Europa League for us. And then here it is, the 37th minute. Mel, what does Matty Cash do? Fuck. Matty Cash makes it one nothing. City is down. Weird, ah! weird header. Uh-huh. Weird header. City down 1-0. All of a sudden, at that point, though, with Liverpool only being 1-1, City still had the title. Yep, yep. Despite exactly. the result, 
I'm about about to get to that. In but fact, you're saying there's a chance. You're saying there's a chance. <laughs> and of course, all of this is going. All the fans know, like you everybody's know, checking back, their phone. Back, yeah. Suddenly, back to uh, Anfield, and the stadium gets a little louder. Why? Because they just know uh, Villa went up one nothing, yep. right? And and then. I don't think Everton fans even noticed it because they were already going to get another pint at the concession stand for <laughs> halftime. Uh, Donnie Vanderbeek scores. It makes it two to one. <laughs> so yeah. you guys as Arsenal fans are probably like, yeah, now we're going to go ahead and fuck it off because we just realized Spurs are up two nothing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it was like, what? And the defending for that was <laughs> fucking atrocious. It literally is the definition of a Sunday stroll right down to the heart of our defense. Yep. Like, what are you, how does that happen? So we get to halftime and we see City, at this point, City is winning the league. Spurs have Champions League and Leeds are staying up. But here's the thing. Those two, City winning the league and Leeds staying up, are contingent on the fact that the teams that are chasing them don't get Fuck something off, right. Because yeah. all you all you need at that point is Liverpool to score a goal and Liverpool's winning the title. Or Burnley to draw make it an even match and then Leeds is going down. So mm-hmm. the last thing those two clubs don't want, they want it in their own hands, not in the hands not of their the hands opponents. Of the others, exactly. Now the second half starts. And we're going to kind of move away from um, Spurs and Arsenal because, frankly, very quickly, a couple of goals from uh, from um, Arsenal in the 50 and 50, like 54th and 56th, and and then a couple of quick goals from Spurs. I mean, it's, it's done and dusted at this yeah, point. Yeah, but, I mean, after Arsenal scored those two goals, Everton, you know, kind of took the Emirates over, and it sounded a bit like this. <laughs> just drowned us out completely just having a grand old time <laughs> a grand old time for a grand old team down 4-1 are you saying it's good news for the blues let's get out and yeah and of course with them being up 4-0 at spurs i mean, really know that we're going to be really with a stamp it was a lot like when we were playing poker stars last night and i was beat and then yeah. on the river dave caught two pair yeah, just, and then it was like, eh, just a little fuck you in there. Yeah, you already lost, but I we already, just want to really down. let yeah, you know. No chance of winning. Really want to let you exactly. know it's over. Yep. So it's pretty clear it's going to be Europa for Arsenal, and it's going to be uh, Champions League for Spurs. And unfortunately, St. Tottenham's Day does not happen for the fourth have, consecutive season, uh, is it? Fifth, I believe. Ugh, we have to good. wait for another season. That's that's uh, Mark doesn't listen, so fuck him for not listening. But he did want me to slag you off, and that was the slip <laughs> of the jab, was making you say Thank it you. hasn't happened. That's fine. I got drunk just the same that day. 56th minute. Rafinha, penalty, leads at, at Brentford. Goal. Leads are now up one nothing, and leads are now completely in control of their own destiny. Rafinha can sometimes be... He's an excellent player, don't get me wrong. Mm. I, I like him a lot as a as a footballer. But Rafinha can be a little bit sporadic at times and miss chances you think he should get. And this was one of the coolest penalties I've seen in a while <laughs> mm-hmm. to, to tuck this away. It was brilliant. I mean... The he, pressure in that situation. Literally, your club's Premier League fate on the line. And, this is, and the way he slotted that home was fantastic. This is pressure like having to take a penalty in a World Cup final exactly, or a yeah, Europa final or the championship uh, play-in game goes mm-hmm. to penalties. Like, that's what... The playoff final, yeah. yeah that's, 
this this was one of those kind of penalties. Like just and there you go. They're up. Four minutes later, Wilson scores again. Burnley is now down two nothing, and it looks like they're going down. Yeah, and the away section uh, at Brentford looked a lot like <laughs> the away <laughs> section at Arsenal <laughs> at that point, and the Leeds fans were cheering and going a little nuts. So, still a bit tense though. Because if Leeds did lose as well, no, they still would have been in. Yeah. Now Burnley's got to come from two two nil down, which right. they very often don't do. No, they do not. And then in the 69th minute, two separate sides of the claret and blue score. Coutinho scores for Villa on a on a uh, counterattack, and suddenly now it's deathly silent at the Etihad. Oh, I'm sure it was. Because... Uh, it's most of the time because it's a lot of corporate fans there. <laughs> <coughs> well, at one know, point... At the end of the match, those corporate, friend, uh, corporate fans let their hair down. Woo, boy, did they. At one point, uh, somebody... They, like, panned around at halftime and showed some of the faces at uh, in the stands at City. And I yelled out in the Abbey, Oh, look, it's all seven actual Man City fans. <laughs> and then got a good laugh. There we it's go. It's pretty good. A lot more respect there than I get here. No, you don't deserve <laughs> much respect here. And at that point, Anfield hears that Villa is now up 2-0, and Anfield goes nuts. They think St- they've won the league at they this start, point. They start yeah. chanting Stevie G songs and everything. <laughs> like, they're losing their mind. that they get their hopes up. Yep. At that same time, don't look now. Burnley aren't out of it. Cornet scores two to one. And Leeds realized their party lasted nine minutes. <laughs> Scared to death. <laughs> oh my God. Even though they were up, it's Leeds. And how many goals have they conceded? Right? At this yeah. point, they're they're still up, so they're still oh, yeah. in. They're still safe right now. And Brentford likes to score. Correct. <laughs> Especially yeah. against teams that concede a fuckload mm-hmm. of goals. And then Sam, Manchester City woke the fuck up. 67th minute, 78th minute, and 81st minute. Goal, goal, goal. Fucking city goes from down oh, no. to nothing. Worse. It was it was a 10-minute span, 76th, mm-hmm. 78th. Oh, sorry. It was, and, which made it even worse. Yeah. We're like, oh, fuck. We're at the Abbey going, yeah. oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Three quickly unanswered. City takes the lead, goes up three to fucking two. And... uh how are things checking in over there at your match? At three to two? At three to two, you've all had a bigger party than you were already having <laughs> because you realized that Villa were probably not going to score back at City, and it sounded a lot like this. <laughs> the same goddamn song over and fucking over again. Because Down now, five to one, getting killed. Players don't care. Because <laughs> now Liverpool don't have the league title. Mm-hmm. And in that time, kind of lost in all of it, Cano, a former Liverpool player, scores for Brentford. It's now 1-1 for them in Leeds. And squeaky bum time gets real tense. <laughs> this gets real tense. I mean, this is... Because if Burnley can score one, Leeds is going down. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is... You got to piss like a racehorse at the Kentucky Derby kind of situation. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, this is not a good situation to be in. Very, very nerve-wracking. At Anfield, we switch back over. 84th minute, Mo Salah has been subbed in around the 70th. Scores, puts them up uh, two to one. At that point, it was in vain. Mm-hmm. But three two down, 
there's still a chance. I mean, Villa pushed them in the first right. half. Can they wake themselves up? Can they get one? Can they get one? Then in the 89th, Robertson puts the game away, makes it 3-1. to one. They're up on Wolves. Now they've done their job. They got to hope for Villa to do theirs. And unfortunately, Villa could not do it. Like DVG slipped. So, so, well, and City just, I mean, it wasn't even like, Villa didn't even have a chance in that moment. Uh-uh. Not nope. at all. City dominated the rest of that. Not dominated, but they, they, they pretty much shut Villa down. In the 94th minute, back to West London, Jack Harrison scores leads, go up two to one. And they, at that point, I'm sure, watching what was happening in the stadium, nobody would have been checking their phone to make sure that Burnley was still down. They would have been watching their club. And Jack Harrison, it was a deflected strike, but it was a good hit. He cranked that ball, and it just came off the studs of whoever it came off. I don't even remember who it was at this point. Um, And rifled right into the bottom left corner of the goal, uh, looking at the goal, of course. Right side for the goalkeeper. And just what a celebration. Jesse Marsh ended up on his ass. Everybody's hugging, flying, going nuts. The whole uh, away end is bouncing. I would have loved and to as, have been in there. And as that goal happened, whistle blew at Burnley, 2-1 to one Newcastle, and it didn't matter. Didn't Burnley's matter anyway. fate was already sealed. But that makes it more fun than it did. Final whistles blow completely around the league. Pandemonium happens at a uh, city. Like I said, I guess the corporate fans like to get a little, uh, <laughs> get a little crazy because they're tearing down goalposts. And uh, that was wild. Uh, what the fuck are they doing? I just, well, they, you know, they don't know how to celebrate. They're, you know, they're it's their corporate box seats. They don't you know, know what I, the hell I to did do. think was funny. Um, I'll mention it again on the pitch invasion show. But Kevin De Bruyne was covered by four stewards. Mm-hmm. They got through the kind of dome of stewards that was covering the tunnel, mm-hmm. and. Uh, as soon as they break through that line, the Stewarts break off, and Kevin DeBorna comes out and he goes, "Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it Pretty was quite great. funny." <laughs> so it finishes. City win the league over Liverpool by one point. Spurs finish in fourth, but Arsenal's back in Europe, and Leeds leapfrog Burnley as the Clarets go down. I've told you my feelings on Burnley going down. Mm-hmm. That's that's fine with me. <laughs> Um, apologies to Brett. To Brett. Yeah. Um, but I was a bit bored of them anyway. Uh, Spurs, if you had offered me as an Arsenal fan at the beginning of the season to finish in fifth guaranteed uh, spot in the group stages of the Europa League, I'd have snatched your fucking hand off. Yeah. Not a problem. Yeah. You need but to be, that would, it's the next step. Obviously over the last three weeks where we've had chance after fucking chance after fucking chance to secure Champions League with this young team and a bigger budget for the summer and more money to spend. Palace, Brighton, and uh, what was he? West Southampton. Southampton. Palace, Brighton, Southampton. Those three. You once in the middle. Well, Newcastle. You you had one in seven. Yeah. And we lost to you. That was your only win in about the eight games back in February or whatever it was. December. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but right, at, right at right at the finish line, there was those three. Yep. Then there was Spurs, which was just take care of business against your well, there rivals. Was, there was those three. And Newcastle, but those then, five. But then we, what was it, Chelsea United, mm-hmm. and we got back into it because Spurs yep. dropped some points around the same time, and yep. they dropped their games in hand. But then we had Newcastle, and we had Spurs themselves, obviously, the game prior to that. Mm-hmm. So there is a little bit of a disappointment in the air because what could have been. 
However, if you look at the overall picture, and, and Smokey was saying this about West Ham as well um, <coughs> in, in their shortcomings, uh, which we'll come on to, mm-hmm. but there is an air of disappointment because it was there. It was in your hands. You had it. You had one hand on that, mm-hmm. and you let it slip. Yep. Smokey's actually watching right now. Uh, he had some comments that Cornette is going to be out quick. Yep. There's a 17.5 million release clause. I feel like so is Veghurst. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like he'd be out too, to be honest. <laughs> I don't know if Fagerhurst has a release clause, but neither do Cornette I. at seventeen million. But uh, you know, part uh, of the problem any, is too any club that isn't top six would be stupid not to fucking sign him. You know, part of the problem is too. Hmm. Burnley have a ton of players out of contract. Yeah. They need to sell players to be able to buy players. Yeah. And replace just their squad in general. I think Burnley might be gone for three or four years. Easy. Well, there's been talk of the uh, you know Burnley and Leeds filing a lawsuit against Everton because of uh, losses over COVID, of which the league has already said they're like, it was COVID. They actually kept all their employees. Yeah, there's going to be major losses. Some teams took the the scheme money and let go of people and furloughed people. Arsenal did that. Everton didn't. There was. Of course, there was going to be revenue. Liverpool lost. did that. Yeah, of course, there was going to be revenue loss. There was tons of revenue loss. Yep. And at that same time, they were do they were amping up their community work even more. So, but even just, still, there was tons of revenue revenue loss across the league anyway. Right. Which so, is why they kind of temporarily suspended financial right. fair play. But um, for not suspended. That's but, not a word. But for uh, Burnley, they're going to be in a real bad way because yes, you got new ownership and you've got new money, but. How are you going to make a team when pretty much your entire team is gone? Well, yeah, exactly. Gone. I mean, they have six, seven players out of contract. Tchaikovsky like is going to walk on a free. Yep. That All is their a saleable valuable assets. asset. And as I told you, they should have sold him in January. And when they fired Sean Dice, it just smacked of a team that was already prepared to go down. Except for they did it after the chance they had to get rid of people. Yep. They did it after the chance they had to financially secure themselves. Yep, absolutely. And so I feel like they they might be gone for a long time. I wouldn't be surprised as well, to be honest with you. I I, I, I fear for them and what they're gonna do overall as a program. I mean, it's I mean the good news for an ownership group is that it is a completely clean slate, mm-hmm. like completely clean slate. But the problem is is you don't have time in professional football to have a completely clean slate. Correct. You just don't, unless you have the security of still being in the league. City win the title over Liverpool by one point. Uh, now suddenly, uh, Liver- the second time that's happened, right? Or yep. was the first time? Second time. Second, second time. Yeah. Liverpudians everywhere are now very, very concerned about Rodri handball that didn't get called at Goodison Park. Suddenly, they care about calls going our way. <laughs> well, yeah, because it hands them the fucking league. What, what, what I would, what I would say about that is it's a little bit of a shame, and we had a, a brief discussion about this on DUFC uh, mm-hmm. today on the closed group on Facebook, where. Um, I'm going to go to the table here. Uh, Liverpool uh, had 92 points, obviously. Manchester City finished on 93. The drop-off down to Chelsea was an 18-point gap to Liverpool. Yeah. Uh, 19 points, obviously, to Manchester City. Tottenham were three points behind Chelsea. Arsenal, two points behind Tottenham. So if you go Arsenal to City in fifth, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Arsenal to City is if you can't figure it out i'm trying to stall 24 points yeah 24 point difference separate first and fifth uh fifth to sixth mm-hmm. now i will say manchester united have more money than we do yeah uh 
We finished 11 points better than they did. <laughs> and they finished with a dead even golden Virgil. Mm-hmm. They're worse. We'll, we'll get to them in a moment. But uh, Mel and I both need to do shots, and I don't think either one of us really fucking care that we no, lost. No, I'm. This is is I'm doing. This is the shot for cities lose. Yeah, cities. Yeah, the city lost. Yes. Okay, then uh, this one I don't mind doing because ah, we gave Liverpool hope. And then we took that hope and went. Uh, I love the memes, and of course this isn't real, but like the blaming. Oh look at Gerard blowing two titles for Liverpool. Yep, that was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we weren't gonna we weren't gonna beat City, but the fact that Liverpool thought for a moment we were is fucking awesome. So uh, up the Villa, good season. I had a lot of fun. Cheers. Cheers. And uh, for mine, I would just like to say, Everton. Did we have a game on Sunday? <laughs> <laughs> Rounding out the rest of the league, and oh, so that happened. Chelsea 1, Leicester 1, Chelsea 2, Watford 1, Leicester 4, Southampton 1. Hard to read when you just did a shot of my lord. Brighton 3, West Ham 1, and Crystal Palace 1, Manchester United 0. Chelsea end up finishing in third. They finally get some points here down the stretch and uh, ward off what was a nice push from both Tottenham and uh, and uh, Arsenal. But they yeah, but helped. After Thursday, I think they were guaranteed. Yeah, they were guaranteed third. Third, excuse me. Even that point just guaranteed mm-hmm. them third. But this team held the league lead for quite a while. Do you, would you say this was a disappointed season for Chelsea? I, I would say no because... The only reason I say no, it's not disappointing, is because of what happened with Roman Abramovich, obviously, and the uncertainty surrounding the club in the first place. Um, they obviously went on a pretty bad run, uh, and then that happened. So you can't really say necessarily that it's a bad showing. They're directly in a group stage of the Champions League, which will secure some extra funding for the new owners and allow them to sign players and do stuff. But in another way, obviously, yes. It is bad because you look at the money they spent. You look at, again, I'm not prepared to call him a flop overall, but you look at the fairly piss poor season Romelu Lukaku had. Yeah. And you got to think that that could have and should have worked out differently. Mm hmm. So maybe it will next season, score some goals towards the end of the year. Maybe Thomas Tuchel's figured out how to use him. Maybe he's figured out how to fit in a Thomas Tuchel system. Or maybe he fucks off to raise a few more funds to find somebody else to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Uh, it's uh, I I feel like there are bigger disappointments than Chelsea this season, but Chelsea was already nose diving out of it before the whole Abramovich stuff happened. Well, correct, but that doesn't help you get back on track. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> you know what I mean. That doesn't help you fix things. That's part of the issue. I mean, it, it can't not be discussed as part of their problems. I think it's safe to say the Foxes are the ultimate Jekyll and Hyde team this year. Yes, they oh. somehow finish in eighth place, and you're just Big like time. Huh? Yeah. Like some head scratching losses and then just timely wins. I mean, honestly, the schedule really favored them there down the stretch, you know, to get Watford, Norwich, and Southampton, you know. I mean, the, and, the, and, the schedule and a, favored them with Everton. And in a Chelsea in a Chelsea match that didn't matter, you yeah. know. Yeah. They just didn't realize that that they were running into that, the buzzsaw <laughs> that was the Everton the supporters. supporters that were like, no, well, you can, oh, you're playing that. No, you're not playing those 11 guys. You're playing us today. Have yeah, fun with exactly, that. Yeah. <laughs> how do you, how do you like not hearing your fans in your own stadium? <laughs> how do you like that? Um, 
<clears throat> Brighton get a top ten finish. Yeah, they're they're. Oh, I do briefly, quickly mm-hmm. want to say about Southampton. Mm-hmm. They didn't care either, obviously. Oh no! But James Ward Prowse free kick. All's right with the world. <laughs> it's fine. <coughs> Might be the last one you see. Um, I, I very much think that Ward Prowse for your club. Yes, I think Ward Prowse is definitely going to. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it was us. Um, that we end up overpaying for him because that's that's the other thing too. It, you're whoever Something gets y'all him would do well. Whoever gets him's gonna overpay for him. It's gonna be forty million, and yeah. it's probably too much to pay for him. But what they will get is the best set piece taker in the Premier League, arguably the best set piece taker in the league's history. He will be next season. He's yeah. worth three behind David Beckham for yeah. set piece goals. Exactly. Yeah. And there's teams like. Everton, who could use a central midfielder. Um, who knows what West Ham's going to keep? If they're going to be able to hold on to uh, Rice and Suchek, um, they may need that. Uh, it could be Leicester. Do they hold on to Tillemans? They may need a guy like yeah, Ward exactly. <clears throat> Um Ruben Neves, if he finally leaves Wolverhampton, there's another place that he could go. Yeah, for so sure. I think it's a safe bet that Ward Browse will be taking set pieces for another club next season. Wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> Would not surprise me at all. Um, like I said, Brighton, top 10 finish, man. Best in their history, I believe. Trending up. Um, They're trending up. They're doing yeah. everything right. Uh, I think they should be able to hold on to most of their players this summer. Yeah. Uh, the, the I big, think you're going to lose Basuma. I think you'll probably lose, uh, lose Eve Basuma. But it looked like they had a few players coming through that, that actually could fill that role quite well, <laughs> yep. uh, at least serviceably. Yep. The, um, and uh, they could strengthen with that money in other areas of the pitch that would make them a bit more dangerous and a bit more consistent going forward. And Boimu is the other midfielder, the one that they got from Club Bruges this, yes. this offseason. Yeah, yep. and he was fabulous. He was awesome. He yeah. was absolutely he was fabulous. very He's, good. I scored think a he wonderful sl- goal against he, us. He slots right into the Yves Basuma role as Yves Basuma probably ends up in a place like Arsenal, to be very uh, Could be. I, I, could, I could very much see him being there, especially considering... Arsenal and Brighton just did bright, uh, business with uh, Ben White. With Ben White, yep. I could definitely so see we'll that So we'll overpay happening. for each too. Yeah, precisely. Another 50 million right down there to the South Coast. Irons still get to go to Europe. They're going to the uh, McRib. McRib. Yep. But is it really the one they wanted? <sighs> Obviously not. Um, but I think that some because they went so far in the Europa League this season and some of the memories that their fans made and the club made and making the stadium feel like home because it hasn't. I mean, right. how was it last season you had people running on the pitch, or two seasons ago, running on a pitch jamming corner flags in the middle of ground? Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, I think they'll they'll still be happy with being in and amongst it in the conversation. There's obviously some disappointment uh, surrounding that. Smokey says... Um, uh, stated that online himself as as one of our leading West Ham supporters, obviously. Um, so I think there's a, an opportunity for them that that they could build on. It's it's more last season, this season, now coming up. They have a chance to win this trophy. To be honest with you, yep. This is a Smokey says that uh, Lamptey is going to West Ham. That would be a great fucking pickup. It'd for be them. a great pickup. For the them. question I would wonder is, what does that mean for Vladimir Sufal? Because he's been a phenomenal right back. I don't, um, yeah, I don't know. Or, uh, or and then Cresswell's, Cresswell's left. left back. Yeah, Sufal's but right back. For Brighton, Lamptey's been playing wing back on that side. So maybe he goes further up the pitch Yeah, and plays plays in midfield. Uh, that, they that'd could, be fucking dangerous. They could potentially maybe go to a, five, uh, a three in the back system with wing backs because 
Cresswell could certainly play wing back, and I think Lamptey, Lamptey probably has been. That's what he is. As and a so, wing what back. Sufal jumps in the middle with right. the other with well, uh, two you, others. It gives you a little bit more room to it maneuver. It also protects your razor thin fucking center backs. <laughs> yes, yes, very true. So it, it does give them options. Um, and uh, um, before we get to finishing on uh, the funny note, Palace, um, although not a top ten finish, you got to say much like their their bitter rivals Brent, uh, Brighton they're trending in the right fucking direction yeah the the last two times that they changed managers they went on a bad bad run um and weren't really ready to to do that i <laughs> I, I guess you'd say roy hodgson steadied that ship mm-hmm. um but it was an aging squad players he trusted a system they trusted and played for a few fair few seasons yeah viera comes in was decent at Nice, um, was okay slash mediocre, I guess you'd say, at NYCFC. Mm-hmm. Maybe he might lend towards good and then say Nice might have been kind of mediocre. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you take the chance on Vieira, and England, the Premier League is just a league he gets, I guess. Yeah. And he set them up, and, and they were willing to receive that information, probably because he – lowered the average age of the squad by 48 years <laughs> <laughs> but they end up putting in pretty good performances but they're, they're going to need an out and out goal scorer they took the pressure off of wilf to have to do it all and well, wilf had his best goal production ever in a season for palace because he didn't have to do it all well i, I think part of it there was he did a lot of it though mm-hmm. but i think the they had threats elsewhere where they didn't even have threats elsewhere before. And so three defenders, two, three defenders would be crowding Wolf out of games. And if Jeffrey Schlupp didn't come from deep to score, Palace weren't scoring. Right, right? precisely. Now you have Eze. He's a threat. You have to worry about him. So now you can't put three defenders mm-hmm. on Wolf. You can only put two. Well, Jordan Ayew kind of is hit or miss, but he's still a worry sometimes. So right. maybe we kind of cheat a little bit and... Yeah, cheat over to Wilf, but you can't be directly on him. So now Wilf's only got one defender to run at. Yeah. Well, I favor Wilf in that situation. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a fabulous player. But they're going to need a 20-goal score if they're going to make any moves up the table from where they currently finish. I think that— And if they don't have a 20-goal— You know what? I won't even go that far. If they don't have a 14-16 to goal score, they're going to struggle to move forward um, in the table. I think they have that player between Edward and Mateta— both of them, this was their first full season in the Prem. Even yeah, where'd I they go? I, I mean, Patrick Vieira ended yeah. up playing Benteke a lot. Yeah, I, I know. I, I, and I agree. But I think I think typically once you get through that first full season, you tend to come on. And I think that they will, I think that they will come on. All right. We'll see what happens. Man, you finish with their worst points total ever and a goal differential zero worst Premier League points total ever because yes. they were relegated in the 70s oh that's true yes yes <laughs> worst worst Premier League just want to make sure so. everyone fucking remembers that <laughs> you, um, you, you know so we have been I was gonna say you know who else hasn't been well y'all but in a lot shorter yeah. time span than us yeah. ours was the 50s <laughs> you know what I will say that you were going into though mm-hmm. your 69th consecutive season hey it's the summer of love <laughs> uh, well, this summer we're all still going to be drunk. We we don't need to worry about tailgating at the uh, Baltimore Arsenal game. Everton supporters will still just be drunk. They'll just be drunk from from staying up. There you go. Perfect. Oh, um, 
I, I think it's very easy to say this following statement, and this is coming from an Evertonian that barely survived, that celebrated coming in 16th place like you thought they won the fucking title. Manchester United was hands down, number one with a bullet, the biggest disappointment of the Premier League this year. 100%. Horrid. Do you want to find out a little insight into how bad it is at Manchester United? Mm-hmm. Two weeks ago, another podcast that we listened to, um, the Dutch season finished, I believe, on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, another another show reported, as well as three news outlets that I counted, that Eric Ten Hag was going to be in attendance the second the season was over for Ajax and start to familiarize himself with the club. That included attending Sunday's game. Ugh. When asked about it, Ralph Regnant said he didn't know he was there. Oh, shit. Uh, oh, he's here, really? Wow, I didn't know that. Apparently, they were supposed to have a meeting today as well. And yesterday he said he didn't know he was here. Oh. What does that say about how that fucking basket case of a club is run? Uh, it's just not. It's not. It's that. That's just it. It's not run at all. And that makes it really fucking funny. Because <laughs> they're the biggest brain in the goddamn world. It, is make, it does make it very fucking funny. <laughs> I hope the new jacuzzi sponsor is really happy about it. Sure money. I'm going to let you go ahead and intro this one. I'm going to just kick back and relax since I'm the motherfucking winner. Uh, did you hit your parlay, though? Uh, eight out of ten. Uh, Very close. I was six out of seven. Well, let's see real quick. Smokey, it's- next time I'm going to make a seven-game parlay, how about you tell me after the fact that West Ham never wins at Brighton and I would have fucking picked Brighton and I would have <laughs> hit it. It sucks to be you. Oh, my uh, God. So you actually, with six out of seven, finished at 85%. Of your parlay <laughs> that didn't hit, by right, the way, exactly. doesn't count. You still lose a hundred dollars, right? And you were, uh, and I was at eighty percent. So, yeah. well, you have that to hang your hat on. That's a really Newcastle stat. I feel like it really is. <laughs> I finished the season seven hundred and ninety-five dollars down. Big Sam's lock of the week: twenty-one point nine five one two two percent of the time, Mister Graham. It worked a hundred percent of the time. <laughs> That's one in five. It's not terrible. Um, for the Dort Spira Cup of losers, um, fucking West Ham, fuck off you irons. That's what I wrote <laughs> right there. So, and oh my gosh. And uh, I will graciously, Mr. Graham, do my uh, four shots of Malort to you next week's show when we do our uh, season review, and uh, you get to plan my fate, good man. Yes, I do get to plan your fate, and before. We bring Mr. Pat on board, which we will momentarily. I'm going to just close out my thing because I want to talk to one specific person. Mm-hmm. Mr. Ray, mm-hmm. who's been giving me a ton of slack all season about how bad my betting is. Mm-hmm. And I'm the only motherfucker that finished in the positive. So here's my couple losers. Fuck, Fuck. you, Ray. <laughs> I don't think that's true. What? That you're the only motherfucker that finished in the positive. Did Pat finish positive? We got the chicken. Oh, yeah. yeah, but she don't actually bet money. She chicken. bets feathers. <laughs> she, she, can, she can do better than you. <laughs> now we've got Pat. And now it's time for our degenerate gambling friend, Pat's Pick of the Week. Talk about hitting a post. What's up, buddy? <laughs> well done. Hey, how's it going? What's up with you? 
Uh, nothing. Getting ready to, to I don't know. <laughs> so do you want to quickly walk us through the unenthusiastic hand job that was your bet last week? Uh, well, what do you want to So I, I, I won four okay. out of uh, 14. Okay, so what are the four you won at least? Uh, I won uh, Everton over Crystal. Uh, I hit do, do. We talked about this last week. You would call them Palace, not Crystal. Crystal oh, Crystal's a hot sauce. All right, that's what I thought I've written down. Palace, my bad. All right. <laughs> and and uh, so I, uh, I hit uh, Watford uh, plus two and a half against Chelsea. Okay. Uh, I hit uh, the over in the Liverpool Wolverhampton game. Okay. I hit do uh, Aston uh, plus two and a half against uh, Manchester we had a conversation. City. Villa. We had a conversation about this 12 seconds ago. Oh, God damn it. Villa. <laughs> All right. Damn it. Um, and that's it. That's it. Everything else I lost. Uh, so how much you yeah. lose? Uh, 590 bucks. And that finishes so, you where? At 590 Oh, bucks. that's the whole total down. I got you. Sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because I, I was I, even after, after last week. I mean, I mean, if you put it together, though, I think in the one month time, I lost something like to $2,500. Jesus, from being up. So on yeah, average. I was, up, I was up 17. I was up 17, yeah. almost 18. Yeah. On like average, I basically beat you both by $700. Yes. <laughs> Why? What did what did uh, Sam come in? I ended up being uh, 795 down. Houston shits the bed. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> I want to just pull this couple losers donation back out. So I can show it to the camera again. Lucky Fuck Ray. you, Ray. <laughs> what did you end up with? Hey, how much were you up? Oh, plus 147. Oh, man. Ooh. Over 38 games. That's a tank of gas right there, bud. But, but. <laughs> two in my car, two in my car. Be fair. Um, it pays but, for a whole week's worth. But here's what really here's what really matters, Pat, is that um, if I, I recall correctly, you should probably be requesting that it be ironed and stiff. Because uh, Spurs kicked the shit out of Arsenal, and you owe I do Mr. owe him one whole crisp Mr. American Pat, dollar, one so, crisp American dollar. So let me uh, rephrase: I finished up one hundred forty-six dollars, <laughs> which is fine. Plus, I guess you'd say what eleven cents to iron it out. Yeah, yeah. and that 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 dollar is the only thing that matters, right, Pat? No, yeah, that's all that matters in my world. <laughs> <laughs> so wow, it only took us thirty-eight weeks. The hell's it going in your world? That's what's going on in your world. Yeah, that's what's going on in your world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what do you guys got? What are you guys going on? Uh, going on during the summer? <laughs> <laughs> well, we are. Uh, we're gonna do our uh, wrap up show next week, and then we're gonna take uh, June off. July, we're gonna do a uh, show from. Uh, from the Arsenal Everton match at uh, at M and T Bank Stadium in Baltimore, and then we also have our Ted Lasso show that'll come out in uh, June as well, right? Yep. No, that'll come out. Yeah, so yeah, that's what we got going on in our world. Well, okay. Well, I just got nothing but work this summer. That's it. Uh, <laughs> I don't even want to say anything. Just do it because it sucks so bad. What? Just hang up on them? <laughs> yeah, just get rid of them. Just do it. Just do it. <laughs> just do it. <laughs> <laughs> Even Pat's like, yeah, just yeah, just fuck it. I got nothing else to I say. I just gotta work all summer because my life sucks. <laughs> Very good. You know what? That's it's it's fitting. It's fitting that we are, as always, 
groveling saved, at my feet. Saved by a chicken, because that's the only thing that makes this segment any good. Well, Kitty finished at 18 and 14, and we are currently working on the construction needs because she's having a second house built. Apparently, when she comes back from vacation, she'll be coming back with a few friends and has sent over plans for construction of a second chicken palace. Do you know why she uh, has got a second house being built? The girl picks winners. Yeah. Uh, I was going to make a Rebecca Vardy Rebecca. court joke. <laughs> some sort of settlement, but uh, I'll leave it be. I mean, who knows? Who knows what that chicken's got planned, but uh, Kitty's uh, got a big summer up ahead, and we'll check in with her again in the fall. But uh, there is one more note that Kitty wanted me to remind you all of, and that is to please gamble legally and responsibly. Championship corner! I've fallen, and I can't get up! Oh, no! Oh, oh. my phone just fucked up because Pat texted me. (laughs) 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 That's brilliant. Give me one second. I'm sorry. The whole Uh, thing screwed up. I can tell everybody uh, Huddersfield won over Luton Town, and um, Nottingham Forest won over... um, over God, who did they beat? Luton. Luton. No, no, yeah, they beat. No, no. Huddersfield beat Luton. Yeah. Sorry, Nottingham Forest beat someone else. We don't want to be there. Sheffield United. Yeah, Sheffield United. Um, yeah. So now we've got Huddersfield, Stop Nottingham Forest on, which is also another pitch invasion. We're gonna have to talk about in the next show. I'm sure we are mm-hmm. on Sunday, uh, the 29th of May at 11:30 a.m. on ESPN Plus. Mm-hmm. We'll yep. be will be the final for the championship. Yes, it is. So See get the ex- last team that comes up. Get excited for this coming Sunday mm-hmm. because it's the most expensive game in all of sports. And we will be previewing it on uh, injury time. Yes, we will. Excellent. Um, well, that's going to wrap it up, boys and girls. Sammy, any parting words? Yeah, just a really brief pitch invasion suck. Hear more about it in an upcoming episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's uh, you want to you want to celebrate the 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 amazing scene but then you hear about the bullshit that went on around it yeah. and uh i um i did a lot of thinking about it this weekend and it's gonna i'm, I'm hoping that this is a uh, very interesting conversation that we have because there's a you, lot of thoughts i'll I tell have. you right now number one pitch invasion of all time positive mm-hmm. what just happened in bulgaria because it's fucking hysterical cool well that's going to be the good news in uh... second best pitch <laughs> invasion of all time when west Brom made the great escape after being 20th at christmas first team to do it mm-hmm. nothing but joyous scenes everything else since then has been shite yeah yeah i mean it it was very cool to see everything that was happening at everton but then you hear about the incidents that went on around it and it completely dampers yep I've, Everything Correct. Completely dampers everything. Yes, producer Mel. Uh, I have a shot of Malort sitting here in front of me, and I'm confused. Uh, that's because you weren't here last week. You, oh, I was I was producing right. the show, and you lost to Liverpool. So, um, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah that wasn't it. any fun. Um, yeah, this was not a good shot. But mm-hmm. anyone watching on the live stream, stick around, because we'll be right back with the other show. Oh, very good. Up the whatever fuck. <laughs> what a, up the fuck. <laughs> up the whatever fuck. <laughs> There we go. Ah. Oof. She's doing my oof now. That's going to wrap it up, boys and girls. Uh, Next up is going to be our uh, special 
a little show about uh, pitch invasions. And then after that, we will be doing injury time, which is where we recap the beers that we've been drinking. We uh, talk a little bit about our adopted clubs and how that has all finished up. And then we're going to preview the final three pretty big games that are uh, going on in uh, for battle for uh, the McRib Cup, for the Champions League, and of course the most expensive game in sports, the championship promotion. Yep. Sam, should somebody want to find injury time, how do they go about doing that? It's quite easy, actually. Patreon.com backslash the football show. Sign up to the one simple, easy $5 tier. You get both of the extra shows sound check, which is us actually sound checking ourselves and mm-hmm. talking about our weekends and just any other bullshit that comes up. Um, funny stories uh, in our personal lives and that and this, that, the other. Uh, and then injury time, as Sam's already explained. So pretty cool stuff. Excellent. Also, be sure to check out the Drip Shack. You can find that on all of our social media feeds. Yep. Obviously, Sam there with the Pro Arsenal Agenda shirt. Come on. Myself with the uh, DU Football Show, uh, Booze, Banter, and the Prem. We have fun things like the – I keep messing it up because I've got to remember it's in reverse by hashtag Bance Pillow. I do that all the time. I've got a hashtag Bance tank top. Yes, straight out of sleeves. Straight out of sleeves, baby. Straight out of sleeves. Also, if you know how to use it, find the Discord. Yes. There's the <laughs> brand new Discord. Mel's gonna, since she has the privileges, going to pin it to the top of the closed group. Excellent. <laughs> All right. Uh, next week, everybody, is going to be our wrap-up show for the uh, season where we tell you our predictions that we typically get very wrong. Normally, it's a rousing two-to-one victory for one of us because <laughs> in the last 30 season, categories we pick, we get two and one right correctly. I think I, I Last think year was four-to-four. Four. I think it's 25, and we tied four-to-four. Four-to-four. Four. And... Did I win the first season like literally 3-2 or something? I won the first one 2 to 1. You won the second That's one 2 to nothing. Yeah. So you are currently up on aggregate. So you can see how much we actually know about the <laughs> which is fuck all. Till next week everybody. Good night. <laughs> Inside joke, sorry. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bread to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston. Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Stuff of a lord. Look straight in shorts. Sam Graham. Sam Graham. Hit the fucking new button!